all the sex and all the nakedness. P.S. You're super sexy. Claire wants to lick your balls. And she has. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> this is my porno voice. Don't put it in. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Vag Dialogues. I'm here after a long hiatus because, you know, ADD and I get distracted. I am your host, Claire Sampson, and I have with me my dear, dear friend, Miss Carly. Say hello. Hello. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. We plied you with food and drink, and now we're making you record. It's, it's, it's a good, good choice. There you go. <laughs> Always a good way to start it out. So um, you've been a friend now for a few years. Do you remember how we met? I do. We met um, while going to night school at Lewis. Yes. And now I can't think of her name. Mary. Mary's class. We... Um, we bonded over uh, your iPad. Yes, we did. Yes, I was so jealous, and I was like, "Oh, can I can I touch your iPad? <laughs> can I see what it's like?" <laughs> Including all the innuendos that go with it. Very, very true, <laughs> but that's all good. Um, it was a lot of fun. I know I got an iPad. I don't even remember. I needed something to type on in class, and we decided to go with that. And um, exactly, I was not doing work yeah. in class. No, you were, you were doing other internet things, and I was like, I want to type on an iPad like Claire. Right, exactly. So then you got a tablet, and I then did. an iPad. And then I got an iPad. You joined the dark side. Yes, I love my iPad. I still have the same one. Me too. Yeah, do you still use it? Uh, no, my children do. Yeah, same and it's covered in stickers and, and things. And kids stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all the gross things and all the land. That is exactly what has happened to my iPad. But it's all good. And when we started to chat... Yeah, yeah, and then you invited me over, and that's when I met Jared. You guys were having a little get-together and mm-hmm. hanging out in the garage, boys playing guitars right. and singing, and I felt awkward. And <laughs> <laughs> But you guys are very welcoming and easy to break the ice. Talk awesome. to Jared. There you go, and you know, here we are a few years later. I think you're my only friend from when I went back to school. Oh, yeah. I don't think I talked to anybody else. No, I think we had one mutual friend between us. Maybe. From school. From school. Neither of us really Or a couple of them. A couple, yeah. We had Jose. Jose, oh, yeah. Yes. And um, John. John. And then Cynthia. And Cynthia. Yep. And we also had, um, oh, my God. Oh, what was his name? Don't you hear that? It was something Hispanic. And he was spectacular. Oh, I know. I know who you're talking about. It's not Ricardo. No, but it's it's with an R. It's with an R. Oh, I know who you're talking about. He's so super nice. Rolando. 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 That's it. He was like the most, like, you're like, I understand why you're married. (laughs) There's a line around the block to marry you. So adorable. Such a great guy. Amazing dude. I don't know what ever happened to him, but, you know. No, neither do I. He's probably off doing great things. I would imagine so. You know. Lewis alum. Lewis alum. (laughs) Represent. Keep it tight. Absolutely. Uh, my next question for you, we like to do a pick a game, kind of like our version of would you rather. So if you had to pick, would you choose Bill the Vampire mm-hmm. or would you choose Eric? Oh, Eric. Eric. Definitely Eric. Hands down. Oh, yes. And why? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know. He's like sultry and dark and 
you, you like never know what you're going to get with Eric and 800 years old. Oh, gorgeous. It's been around the block a while. Oh, just gorgeous. And for those of you that don't know, uh, Carly's a large or not large. That's how I'm not wrong. A big true blood fan. <laughs> I'm a large, bigger. <laughs> that came out very wrong, wrong, wrong. I'm so massively sorry. in love with true blood because it's an awesome, awesome series, awesome series, awesome book. And this, um, couple of weeks ago, month ago, maybe I actually met, um, Charlene, Harrison, sorry, I think that's her name. I can't remember all of a sudden. Mm, Close enough. Whatever. Uh, She is the one who wrote the Suki Stackhouse novels. So, so super charming. And when you look at this woman, you would never think she's the creative genius behind the True Blood series. Dirty, dirty, dirty vampires. Oh my God. So amazing. What came first for you? The book or the television series? The television series. I had um, met a guy and we were just just starting to hang out and he's the one who turned me on to it and he's like and there's books but they're weird so that's where he left it and then after i watched the series for a little bit i started reading the books and oh the books are amazing and i hear they're very different from the series they were pretty similar for the first i think three episodes or series Mm -hmm. or seasons and um after that it sort of started getting like weird and different compared to the books right i know they went way off the beaten path and they said that they were very honest about the fact that they weren't following the book path at all yeah they did so but i mean awesome series excellent Mm -hmm. like it's, it's like a drama but like with action and mm-hmm. all the sex and all the nakedness <laughs> all the naughty dirty 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 things always fun cool well then my next question for you is what fact about you surprises people the most this one is hard for me i don't know um yeah I, I, yeah do you have any any ideas any ideas hmm i've known you for a little while long you do have horses. I do have horses. I have two horses. And you also have a menagerie of other animals. We do. Uh, my mom is uh, head over heels in love with the lifestyle of farming. So we have chickens and goats. And she's hoping to do some kind of artisan cheese business with her goat milk and stuff like that. Um, I'm a big cycling geek. Yeah. So that's a, something not, you know, if you know me for a long time, you would know that. But not everybody knows that right off the bat. Gotcha. Good deal. And then the next question is, do you have any crazy Claire stories? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure there are tons. Um, maybe in school, like seeing you banter back and forth because you're very passionate about your opinions. Understatement of the century, I right? think. And, uh, <laughs> and just seeing like um, like how you interacted with people that were not necessarily like on the same wavelength as you. Mm-hmm. And just like... I don't know, you were going to school, raising a family, working full-time, school full-time, and then there's these people that are like, oh, well, I have one adult child, and this is so hard. And right. they'd be like, well, you know, it's not really that right. hard. I mean, <laughs> I don't know your whole life, but right. we're all here in the same boat doing the same thing. So just just your, your banter in My class, bantering. I think. It was surprising to see that from you. Right. I think, I think the maddest I ever got in class was one time we were talking, Carrie was his name. Mm. Carrie the Deutschbag. Oh my god. AKA douchebag. Oh, that guy was awful. Awful, awful. So terrible. He knew everything and more than you for sure about anything. About anything. The funniest thing I think with him was or not necessarily with him, I think it was with Paula maybe and somebody else we were talking about like if there were how to censor violence on tv and they were like we should put something in everyone's tv that regulates what they can watch and I'm like no no you need to make the decision well it was just funny because they tend to be very like 
very conser- conservative in some ways, but I'm like, that is like uber government control you're asking for. Yes. And I'm the one that's like way more pro-government than you guys are. Yeah. So I was like, what are you smoking? See, yeah. And like, then no. just the passion behind that. Yeah. Yeah. God, he was so annoying. I totally forgot about mm-hmm. him. Uh, my favorite time was when we talked Bill into letting us go to the movies for class. Yeah, that, that was pretty solid. <laughs> like, this is it's really what we need to do. I don't even know what class it was. And okay, Carly and I were organizational leadership majors, right? So we spent our time in class classes that were focused on HR business and um, sociology. That's what the core of most of the classes were about. Mm -hmm. So this had to be one of the more sociology classes. Yes, it was. Um, But we decided that we should go see Hunger Games. Uh, yeah. And he was like, write a paper on it. I didn't write a paper on it. Did you write a paper nope. on it? Still got an A. Solid work. Bill was awesome. I'm very passionate about everything. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh so all of those fun filled things always a good time good deal well then the last um opening question i have for you is what do you eat on your chipotle burrito oh um so i definitely do carnitas when they have them apparently there's no carnitas lately which makes a shortage of organic pigs panda because apparently pigs don't come from nature no. Don't get me started on the real true meaning of organics, people. Uh-oh, They'll save see, that for another episode. Here we can have a really solid debate. Right? Claire and I against the organic movement. <laughs> I'm for. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, everyone's homework for next week is to go and Google Penn and Teller's bullshit and watch the organic episode. Because if you walk away from that episode going, I'm going to eat organic, you're probably going to be like, oh, maybe not. It's just they do a very good job of explaining the science behind it. Okay. And that's always slight side note one of my frustrations is people assume organic means natural oh, but organic no. does not na- mean natural no, it means it a, a chemical occurring naturally in nature comprised of carbon based yes um things, things. <laughs> so at least i'm more aware it's of that it's been a real long time since i took a science see case. see look how much we tangent it already right. so okay so i'm um, on my chipotle burrito, yes, I'm a chipotle burrito. <laughs> focus 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 claire focus claire um so the carnitas some of the fajita veggies mm-hmm. um i do the mild salsa mm-hmm. and the medium and then tons of guacamole guacamole oh the guacamole there phenomenal it is it's yes. the best guacamole on the planet it is i mean for like a chain place because it's like actual guacamole oh it's so good yeah and it stays green pretty long yeah it will turn brown if it's out exposed which, to the which air, is good because you know that it's actually like actual avocado right and that it's fresh too because it does turn after an hour or two so you know it's yeah solid you know, it's solid yeah, oh, and then solid. if i'm feeling cheaty i put a little cheese on there but cheese mm, <laughs> it's delicious chipotle. Jeez. i'm sorry this is what we do <laughs> and I know what I'm we have a slight obsession with chipotle and tacos around here so i that's, feel like that's that's solid all the tacos all right well we're gonna jump right into it this week i have kind of a long-ish article not too long I was listening to the radio. I'm going to throw this out to the Eric and the Kathy that I listened to on 101.9 The Mix. Um, I started listening to them back when I was driving an hour to work each way. Um, And in the morning, Eric and Kathy would come on, and I found them hilarious. I liked their topics. And I like, for the most part, some of them, sometimes they get a little um, biased. But I like that they oftentimes present things as an open, like, especially Eric, who's, you know, the main host. He does a great job of not taking sides. Yes, he does. He does a really good job. And this was a really fun, interesting article. I really liked it. So I made Carly read it. I made Jared read it. And Jared's going to join us here in a minute or two. And he wrote notes all over it. So I'm very interested to hear his opinion. He's got issues. issues. So we have me, who's a married woman, Jared, who's a married man. We have Carly, who is in a relationship. 
So, and she's also a working individual. <laughs> the only person we don't have is a stay-at-home parent, um, and maybe we'll have to but come back. But you were former. But I was. I did stay home for a year. I was not good at it. It's not that it's I wasn't not, good no. at being a mama. I'm a good mama. I was not good at um, doing, I just It's just not your wheelhouse. It's not my wheelhouse. No. It was not enough for me to do throughout the day. That was my thing. Like, especially because Connor was at school already. Yeah. I had just little Mara home with me. Oh, and you were babysitting she, too. I was babysitting too. And she's a Mara. And so she is very opinionated. So <laughs> I don't know where she gets that right? from. So the name of this article is why I won't let my wife quit her job. Solid. Solid. And this is written. Um, the name of the author is Sean Dunbar. And you can find this on the internet. Like if you Google why I won't let my wife quit her job, you can pull it up. Um, he is a 32 year old married man with two children and, um, he spent years in the Marines and then he got married. And so this was, um, his article. He's done some other ones too. We'll talk about that later if we've got time, but this is, um, how it goes. And I'm actually going to read this to you. Sorry, kids, but I think you have to read it to really truly understand what he's trying to say. I could paraphrase it for you, but I think some of the things are get lost. Yes. So, all right, here it goes. As I get older, more of my friends are telling their wives to quit their jobs and be stay-at-home moms. Many people in our circle repeatedly ask us why my wife works when I make decent money. I absolutely hate being asked this question so often. No, I'm not cheap. I'm not jealous because I can't stay home, and I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's the wrong thing for a woman to do. Yes, being a stay-at-home mom has many benefits for the entire family, but I want better for my wife. Am I a bad man for wanting this? Am I a male chauvinist for even saying that? Women look at me as though I have some sort of insecurity of wanting my wife to work. In some ways, that's true. I do have fears about her staying at home. I met my wife when she was in college. She was 20 and pregnant with our daughter by her junior year. At that time, we had nothing. The pregnancy was a few years after I got out of the Marines, and I was chasing my own dream to get a college diploma. My wife immediately said she was going to drop out of college and focus on work and earn a living so we could afford the baby. The pregnancy, or I, I knew what college meant to my wife and her family. I told her giving up on a real career was not an option. I dropped out of college and got a full-time job at a maximum security prison and two part-time day jobs. I also joined the Navy Reserve for the benefits. While I worked hard, my wife worked harder. She worked and went to school both full-time. She graduated from East Carolina University with a 3.5 GPA and a one-year-old child and a full-time job. I watched what that struggle made I watched what that struggle made my wife. She holds her head high and tells people how hard she worked for her diploma. After college we both started new careers. My wife has always been an all-star at work. She would come home in the greatest mood talking about her accomplishments. My wife was reaching for goals and achieving goals. She was truly filled with confidence and self-worth. Then the second pregnancy came. My wife started getting overlooked for promotions because her employer feared her, of her maternity leave. This crushed her and changed her whole demeanor. She was embarrassed and, disapp and disappointed to be pregnant in a competitive workforce. All of a sudden, my wife accepted her position and stopped trying. She, asked me, she started asking me if she could quit her job and stay home with the kids. I danced around the issue, issue telling her things would get better. But my wife could not wait to have the baby and be done with work. By the time our son was born, my own career couldn't have been better. We could handle my wife not going back to work. We spent many nights talking about options for her, work from home, sell crafts, even get involved in one of the pyramid schemes, anything. I was so afraid of my wife becoming stagnant. Then she found something. For the past six months, she's been working from seven to four, and she loves it. My wife picks up the kids, takes our daughter to Taekwondo, and reads to them before bed. 
She's not losing time with them and is still fully involved in their lives. It's just harder. Most of our friends think I'm a jerk because my wife works with the job that I have. I do wonder a lot if I'm a bad man for pushing her to do, do for pushing her to do so, even though she says she wants to stay home with the kids. And the Hawks just scored, hence the clapping in the background. <laughs> the happiest of times I've seen my wife, besides with the kids, is when she's achi- what she's when she's achieved professionally. I don't want her to look back and say I could have I could have done this with my degree. I worry if something were to happen to me, she'd have to start over at a much older age. I'm scared my wife will feel inferior to me and resent me. More so, I think about our daughter. I don't want her seeing mommy at home thinking she needs to do the same because that's what she grew up seeing. I lay in our daughter's bed at night talking to her and listening to her dreams about going to Mars or being the first female president. We don't talk about her dreams of becoming a trophy wife or a stay-at-home mom. I don't want her to pay for our daughter's college tuition just to see her walk away and let a man take care of her. I don't want our daughter or my wife to ever be in a bad marriage and feel that they're stuck because they have no experience, no options, or can't make enough money to sustain themselves. A self-sufficient, independent professional also keeps a husband on his toes. I respect women who find being stay-at-home mother to be fulfilling and satisfying. I just have different expectations for my wife and our daughter. What more can I say? This is a pretty heavy article, I think, in some ways. I love it. I do, too. Jared hates it. I I love it, and there's so many reasons why. But I'll let you delve into. I'll um, hand it off. Hand I, over the sheet. I think the final uh, line: a self-sufficient, independent person. I think that like that says a lot because I um, grew up in a divorced household, so I understand what it means to be self-sufficient. And if you rely upon somebody else for income or anything, you're sort of stuck. Like if you don't have your own income or you don't have access to it or for example i had a friend that was married and her husband controlled all of the finances she had no access to anything they were going through divorce what is she gonna do she's got no money she's a stay-at-home mom so i feel like this is more empowering Mm -hmm. to women than what you normally hear like yeah there's women who stay at home phenomenal if it's your it's what you do and you love it that's great there's no no you know harm in that either but being a self-sufficient woman that can stand on your own two feet i think there's a lot to be said for absolutely and i think I agree on that, and I agree with a lot of what he said. My one quote-unquote criticism, which is probably the the best thing I could say that is my criticism of the article, is I think he misses a point that I wish he would have made. And I think what – and I'm I'm just projecting a little bit. I think (laughs) he has seen a lot of women who have become just stay-at-home moms. Because I know some very wonderful stay-at-home parents, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Emily out here. As many of you other people have listened to the podcast and some of the other ones, Emily Brzezicki has been on both Something Gate and she's been um, a guest on my show as well. I don't think if someone goes, "Who are the stay-at-home moms you know?" Emily doesn't pop into my head right away because it is not the first thing I think of her, her. defining character. It is not her defining characteristic. And my mother was a stay-at-home mom for many years. If someone asked me, what does your mom do? I, the first thing that I say is my mom's a seamstress. And what's funny is my mom has been a stay-at-home mom. My mom didn't start sewing professionally until I was like, like seven or eight maybe. So, but my mom to me was never just a stay-at-home mom. My mom had a defined personality and and being a parent was part of her personality, but it wasn't her only defining yeah. trait. And I think this guy has seen too many women that have become just a stay-at-home mom and not stay-at-home, not 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 a, not a, a woman. And part of what she is is just a live for her parent. kids type of person. Yes, which happens quite frequently. So I think it would be easy. Absolutely. And now Jared Sampson has joined us. 
today. Let's, let's hear the male perspective. Let's hear the male perspective as you have notes all over this. I like notes. <laughs> I did introduce you. From? Oh, sorry. This is Jared Sampson from Something Gate here to join us. Hey, everybody. How you doing? So... I take major issue with this article. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, I, I can feel like a debate. Bring it on. I think this article is a piece of bullshit. I hate everything he's written on it. Why? And I'm going to challenge every point that he makes. All right, hit okay. me. With notes. I like the article. Okay. It's pretty solid. So, the editor's note. So, everybody, we're all assuming that at this point, take a few moments, pull up the article, because at this point, if you're not going to read the article, you won't be able to follow along the conversation. True. So I'm going to pick the article apart. Okay. That's that's where I've kind of taken this. Journey. Break it down, Jared style. Lines. Okay. It's not that long. So, dot 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 goes to the editor's note, talking about everything you wrote, whatever, and then he goes into the preface. Uh, no, I'm not cheap. I'm not jealous because I can't stay home. Blah blah blah. Yes, being a stay-at-home mom has many benefits for the entire family. Blah blah blah. And then there's a huge issue that I take with this statement. And he says, but I want better for my wife. And what's your issue? Who is he to decide what she wants? Well, you, did you not read the article and sell, see how passionate she was about her education and her career? Okay, so we're going to get to this point okay. in a minute. Oh, because I have, I have a side. I know, I know where you're going, but part of it is I am concerned for his wife that she doesn't want to stay home. Why don't we just on. go ahead and let me make my point? Oh, oh, I was just going to say that I... You can get back to your points, but sure. I think she might. I think it's very possible she feels pressure to stay home because that's what sure. you're supposed to do. And it looks like from the article that's what their friends their do friends because do. he's and catching flack from his friends. Like, why are you being such a cheapskate? Until very recently, I was the only working mom in our in, 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 the that point, I knew. The entire well, point you know, that I'm making yeah. in the statement, but I want better for my wife. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that a wife that works is better than a wife that stays at home? I think, I think once no. again. Okay. What I'm saying is. I think is you're making a generality way, of it. The way that yeah. he's wording this article, it's an op-ed. This isn't yeah, a, this true. isn't, this is an op-ed. Okay. So what I'm going to do is pick apart the op-ed. It's if it's Fox News wrote it or a CBS wrote it. Okay, whoever, yeah, absolutely. I'm picking apart the op-ed. And right. that's one thing. You don't get to decide what's better for your wife. It's true. If true. you're looking at your partnership and your marriage, sorry, your marriage as a partnership. You don't decide for the other person. No, for them. you don't. But do you, you may think want something else? Now, if he said, "But I want something else for my wife," that okay. So his fr- his phrasing cool. is phrasing. incorrect. So for he, you? he's oh, no. What what I'm saying is that if his friends are already giving him flack, saying that oh, well, you're having your wife work and you're having your wife not stay at right. home. What he's saying is, I want better for my wife. So he is trashing on what his friends' wives do. That's where I'm taking my issue. Do is you... he, he is putting himself and his friends at odds with each other because they're not as better he's bitching at his friends about well i want better for my wife when his friends are going well i want better for my wife it's it's it's, it's the true same it's perspective argument. do you think that right. if okay so put yourself in his shoes if you're writing this article and you were saying i want better for my wife do you think he's taking her opinion into account as he's writing this like he knows his wife so he knows maybe that no and, and i'll tell okay. you why okay. i make the note later on in the article at no point do you ever find what she wants. At no point do you ever hear what she, she wants. She wants, because it's written from his okay. perspective. 
Which is understandable. It's an op-ed. I right, yeah, right, right. Well, and it's, it's in the any of the articles why I won't let my wife quit her job, not right. why my wife wants Which to quit is, her, why she doesn't. Which is, in and of itself, yeah. a chauvinistic statement to say, oh, how dare you, in today's day and age, dictate what your wife can and can't do. Who knew Jared Samson was a feminist? No, no. <laughs> you do not let your wife do anything. True. And I have been very, very firm on this for a long time. That, like when people will ask like one of us, like, whoa, does your husband let you do that? Or do you let him do that? I'm like, I don't let him do anything. Have you ever let me do anything in my life? Never. No. That doesn't go away when you're single either. No. Right. At all. Right. Oh, your boyfriend let you come out? Or excuse me? uh, Yeah. yeah, um, I'm an adult. I'm a grown up. So I think it's very, very raw. I understand. I understand what he's trying to portray in the article. Yeah. I think it is a very... Shut up, R2. I think it is very poorly written. I heard you the first time. I think it's a very poorly written way of trying to get his point across. Okay. So then you go right to the next sentence. Am I a... So, but I want better for my wife. I call bullshit on it. And he goes, am I a bad man for wanting this? Am I being a male chauvinist for even saying that? Tara says yes. Yes. My answer says... Yes. Yes. Period. Yes, period. Not needing, you don't even need to discuss that, right? So you kind of work through the article. He kind of gives you the backstory of his wife, what's going on. Mm -hmm. No problem. I knew, and then dot, dot, dot. I knew what college meant to my wife and her family. Okay. Okay. I told her that giving up on a real career was not an option. Bullshit. (laughs) Already. So... Three paragraphs after he said that he wants better for his wife, he's he's dictating to her that a real career. Yeah, but above that, he's stating because of how hard she worked and what she wanted to achieve. Because what if education was important no, to her and her he family? Hasn't even talked about that? Yet. Yeah, he did. He talked about. No, oh, I thought you he said hasn't that. Talked about that? Yet. Yeah, he did. He talked about it right before uh, that. I know what college meant right before that. Yeah. Oh, okay. He didn't say how hard she worked. That came after. Okay. And my but own- he knows what it means to her and her family. So what he's saying is don't. Okay. So on the flip side, on the very back sure. of this article, he says, I don't want to pay for tuition for my daughter to be a trophy wife. I have, that I find offensive. Well, I have, I have, that's the other thing right here that I took a, wrote a very long. Okay. See, that I find offensive. That, that I find offensive too. And the only thing in, in counterpoint to your thing there on a real career is her plan before prior to pregnancy prior to their oopsie pregnancy oopsie pregnancy who says an oopsie it's an oopsie pregnancy. it's an oopsie they weren't married they, they were, weren't planning he's on in, it she she's like in school out of college that's not a planned pregnancy it doesn't sound planned it's not planned okay i guarantee that's fine. i'll give you that um i think he was saying to her don't give up on your goals don't think you have to stop your momentum just, just because, because you're, you're having pregnant. a kid which is what which is a lot once again society puts a lot of pressure on women to be a certain way and we've talked about this on the show before yep. that you're supposed to do this and be this and so when you have a baby you have to you're you're a mother that's the first okay. and only thing you are again and so that's again, why again with this point all i wrote was bullshit i was like you all right know, bullshit okay, so, so i'm just i'm like i'm like i don't think jd calls bullshit I'm just like, okay, so so what so my question if I were to if I were to be having a discussion with this gentleman I'd say, so what's a real career? What's a real career to what's him? What's her degree in? Never mentioned. Is she yeah. liberal arts? Is she theater? Is she it's, music? It's not mentioned here, but there are pictures of her from work and things on in accompaniment with the article. Just if you if you look at it and find it on the original website, which is sure. For the Ashbury Park Press is yes. his, the column that he yeah, works for, but go. you can find it. But they have pictures and stuff on there. She's wearing business attire. She looks. She's it's in from some what sort, it sounds she's like. She's in too. some sort of corporate environment, which is fine. And right, so she's in some sort of corporate business environment. So that's that's her thing. And 
I, I understand what you're saying. However, we all know that unless it's in a unless it's a highly technical field, mm-hmm. a bachelor's degree is a bachelor's degree is a bachelor's degree. Not necessarily. Unless you're in a technical field. Not necessarily. Look at project managers who make six figures. Okay, project managers also have a CPM certification with them. Not all of them, but yes, the, ones the that most make six figures do. Yeah. Unless you have I'm 25 years of experience. Unless, unless you have a you, lot of experience. That's true. Okay. You, if you're yeah. coming out of college and you don't have a CPM yeah. certification, you're oh, not. If you're coming out of college, you ain't making shit. Period. Right. No matter what your right. degree is. By the way, everyone's lying to you, kids. If you get done with college, you have to earn your way up just like everyone yeah. else. So stop getting out of college and asking for 65 grand a year because guess what? It ain't, ain't done happened. shit. Tangent so, back to Lewis. Like, they, what do they promise you the world when you sign up for organizational leadership? Did, every, Claire, every major. Claire Sampson, are you working in an organizational leadership field? No, I work in pricing. Yeah, and I work in business development. Ask me what my degree is in. Jared, what's your degree in? Criminal social justice. And are you a copper? I am not. I are you socially the... justifying the criminals? <laughs> I am. I'm socially judging them. <laughs> so, okay, sorry, so, so we, move, we move on to the next paragraph that I have an issue with. Another just little <laughs> side note. Okay. So while I worked hard, my wife worked harder. That's she worked sweet. and Don't went to school both full time. She graduated from East Carolina University with a 3.5 GPA, 3. GPA, a one-year-old child, and a full-time job. Kudos. Weren't we just talking about this? We were. We were just talking about me. How weird. Because okay. I feel like Claire Sampson had a rocking I time at Lewis. Kids, bitches. So my note is GFJ. Good fucking job. Yeah. I graduated from yeah. college with two full-time jobs, a part-time job, and a 3.0 GPA. And a she graduated and from a college with two kids above a 3.0 GPA. I mean, it's like, okay. 3.49. God yeah. damn it. So I was it's like, point so SAD, you graduated. Good job. C's get degrees, too. You know what you call a doctor? I mean, you would call a med student that had C's through college? Doctor. I mean, it's the I, same I shit. I know. I know. I know your GPA doesn't mean shit. Right. I know that, but it still makes you feel good. Right. I got a 4 I got what? I got a 3.82. I was pretty stoked about that. After after failing out of college their first go-round. That's so awesome. That's pretty stellar. I would have retaken I'm rock, philosophy. I'd been fine. I'm rocking the 4.0 in grad school. Oh, that's solid. That, that's, that's a kudos there. Yeah. So, um... So then you go to the paragraph that says, my wife started getting overlooked for promotions because because her employer feared for, for her maternity leave. This I can understand. Okay, so I understand that. And I also understand the exact counterpoint of what I'm going to say before I even say it. Hit me. However, so my wife started getting overlooked for promotions because her employer feared for her maternity leave. If you fully believe that and you could prove it, you would sue. The end of it. Then... But, however, however, okay. I'm going to counterpoint the point I just made. Okay. Okay? Do you really want to have a job for you have to sue to get your job? No. No. You don't. So, is she really happy and, in and that position? You know no, I, but I think he says no. that in the article. He says he says she, she lost her drive when she got pregnant the second time, especially when that starts to happen. Because coming from someone that is female and been pregnant in the workplace and in a corporate environment... I think I have some backing to speak to this article. I feel like you could speak. I can speak to this article. <laughs> I've got nothing. Um, but... You know, pregnancy is one of those things. So, like, I was getting to the point in my position with my last company where I had gone to the top of my current role and I couldn't go any farther. It was getting to the point where I needed another, where I needed to start moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I got pregnant. And that's when I first started being like, I'm not super happy with this company. 
but the problem with that was, was I was pregnant and it is, you're not, you're not going anywhere. You're not, this is the truth of the matter. You're not leaving your company while you're pregnant because no one's going to hire you. Exactly. It's just the, it's the truth of the matter. It's It's a shitty double standard. It's like trying to hire into a job when you're 55 years old. Exactly. Very, very hard. Also very, very hard. My buddy Nick, his dad went through it. I I understand. My mom goes through it. I'm not, I'm not saying that the point is incorrect. Right. Right. All I'm saying is that if you actually have something that you think is provable, discrimination and, and so pro- i guess that's more slanderish but, but he didn't put the he didn't he didn't, no, he didn't right. put that and you know what liable. even if you have a lie even if you have a even if you have backing for like why you didn't get a job because you're pregnant the pro- if you if you sue you're still not going to get another job either no but you've you'll... screwed yourself what, what's right. the point I, of suing i understand that like that's what i'm saying like no if they're one... if they're blatantly holding women back that is different than like sure, then you get class action you have because like, most of the right. time especially if it's an internal hire you know, like yeah. you and someone else are going out for a job, chances are you're going to have a really hard time proving that other person wasn't as qualified oh, absolutely. as you. That's and what that's... I'm saying. Like, this is another one of the things that I wrote in the article that was like a two-phrase little yeah. thing. I was just like, I'm just, I was picking it apart. That's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, pick. I'm just, I'm just picking it apart. Hey, counterpoints are good. Then you move to the next four paragraphs, talk, like kind of giving the actual, to me, mm-hmm. the narrative of the entire story. Talking about like, all of a sudden, I'm always stopped. Except your business, stop trying. Couldn't wait to have the baby. We don't work. But then, in the same regard, she's mulling over staying at home. Then, right? Um, but no, no, no. My wife will not stay home. So this is his mm-hmm. opinion of that. Okay. So we're 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 going through this article, and like this is more op-ed stuff. This, mm-hmm. I feel like some of the other things that I brought up were more him casting stones at other. True. Things. Very true. This was more just his explanation of what was going on at home. It's true. So I have no comment on this next section. Then we get to the, uh, he kind of says, I do wonder a lot if I'm a bad man for pushing her to do, uh, most of our friends think I'm a jerk because my wife works with the job that I have because he is able to stay at home and he's able to work and she could stay at home if she wanted to. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So he says, I do wonder a lot if I'm a bad person for pushing her to do so, even though she says she wants to stay at home with the kids. I'm just terrified she'll lose her drive. The happiest times I have seen my wife besides with the kids is when she has achieved professionally. My point to this was, and I underlined besides with the kids, mm-hmm. I said, you don't get to dictate her happiness. Fair enough. Okay. I have been around plenty of women in my life True. that I thought were happy, that were mad, that I thought were upset, <laughs> that were happy, that I thought, I mean, I've been married for 10 years now, Whoa. with her for 12 and Ooh, yeah. I have a pretty good handle on her emotions, <laughs> and I have been completely off base. I've seen other men. You, as a guy, you don't get to dictate how somebody, how your wife or your partner feels about something. Gosh, now I want to hear her perspective on this. Well, you know, and I think, too, I think the title of this article is written in order to get people to read of course it. I, and for us to talk for about us to it. talk about and exactly it, it worked really well <laughs> i think i the think the real it. title of this article is why uh, i opinion editorial I, right the real reason i want i the, the, the real title should be why i don't want my wife to quit her job is there the real go. title of this article why i don't want her to the let i think automatically puts you in a specific mind frame when you read it and I don't think that's his intention. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to put defense out there because sure. I am someone that thought I wanted to stay home. Right. Remember? I thought yeah. I wanted to stay home. Yeah. I, was I remember miserable. the day you told me that you didn't want to. Right. I remember the day you're like, I need adult interaction. I can't do it. Yeah. She, goes, she, she said, I love my kids. I love them to death. I love my daughter. I love being home with the kids. I need adult interaction. Yes. yes. 
Did I think I say she needed adult interaction. No. no, no, I did. But here's the thing. At the same point, I, I now I think everything happens for a reason. And I don't have regrets, and I never have. I've never been one to be like, oh, if this wouldn't have happened, bullshit. We're where we're at because of the things that exactly. happen in our lives. That being said, however, like looking back on it and stuff, I gave up at work. That's why I wanted to stay home. And if you take my my things that make me happy in this world, my children are way at the fucking top. There is not a single work experience that I can think of that, would that, top that. trumps my but children. I, I see why you identify with this article. Yes, I, mean, I really yeah. do. That's why I identify, but that's what I'm saying. Like My happiest moments are with my children and the way they make me smile and the wonderful things that they do. But at the same point, I was I was not happy stay at home. I think I wonder, like, growing up as a girl, mm-hmm. stay-at-home mom is, like, the ultimate thing that they want you to do mm-hmm. for some reason. So I think maybe if you could break that cycle, because, like, I don't have kids. Right. And I saw what you went through, so I take that into consideration to think, like, okay, I always thought, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to do that. But now... I saw you weren't happy when you were home. No. No, because you were missing part of your life. So I think maybe his perspective of changing that Mm -hmm. perception to your daughters. Yeah. So they don't think, grow up thinking, oh, stay at home mom. Like, that's the cool thing to do. Right. You know, and I'm going to say thank you. You're not challenged at home. Is that what you're saying? You said you have no competition competition at home. I am very grateful to my mother who, like I said, once again, my mom was a stay at home parent and this is not, I'm going to disclaimer, this is not a dog to stay at home parents because there are some awesome stay at home parents. My mom did an exceptional job of imparting on me as a kid Mm -hmm. to be what I wanted wanted to to be, be be who I wanted to be because the thing was, was my mom was home not because she was pressured into it, not because it was the way it was supposed to be, because she liked what she did. And some of it was was because of our circumstances at the time, but not just right. that. But my mom found ways to find to find her own joy and to make her own happiness, which is, great. Which is awesome. And so I never saw my my mother as just a stay at home parent. But I have met women who are just stay at home parents, and thank God I don't have a single friend that I can be like, oh, that person's <laughs> just a stay at home. But I've encountered them. Yeah. Even some of the part timers at Jewel uh, when mm-hmm. I was working in the store, I came across a lot of part timers that had spent years as stay at home parents, and now were in their mid forties working part time at Jewel because now their kids were in school and they had nothing else and they weren't happy. And like, if you talk to them, they, they define themselves as a parent first. And I would listen to them talk about the relationships with their husbands. And I was like, if my relationship gets <laughs> to that point, someone get a gun and fucking shoot me. Cause like th- there was one day in particular, I was helping do a remodel and wonderful ladies, nice ladies were sitting there talking. They go, one woman was talking about like, she didn't want to watch a show that night. Cause if mm-hmm. her husband sat next to her and cuddled on the couch, he thought they'd want to have sex. And I'm like, is what? that what happens when you get to me, Morty? Oh my God. That would she, be awful. And then she started listing off why. And the first thing was like, I have all of this things to do with all of the kids and all this other stuff. Like her relationship on her priority list was so low down on the totem pole. Yeah. And that's... Um, but it wasn't just that, but it was just like her job had nothing to do with it either. But she was a mom before anything else. There was a, when I was interviewing at Jewel for a manager, for the management position. Oh, I this story. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was the best interview ever, by the way. Thank you, Jewel Osco. So I was interviewing for their management training program. You had to go to corporate and you're waiting there. And so I'm waiting in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Horrid downpour was late to this interview, but so was everybody else. Cause the, I mean, torrential downpours on 55 and it was in Melrose park. I get there and I'm waiting. The person before me goes, there's literally, it's a cube. 
and I can hear every question they ask her. Oh God. I got to hear the interview questions before I interviewed, which Talking was about amazing, being prepared. Right. <laughs> and one of the question was, what is your biggest accomplishment to date? And the woman before me goes, my children. Not the best business answer. answer. And the thing about it was, was I went, I at the time went wrong answer. And I still do. If you ask me what my greatest accomplishment to date is, I'm, I go, oh my God, I have the most amazing husband and children. That is my, that things that I've done well in my life. For personal or for business, would you say? For personal. For personal. But if you take my whole life, that's still at the fucking top. Of course it is. But that's not what the question was. But it was just the thing is, but someone that immediately says that. Yeah. Their head's not in the same game. Their head's not in the same game. You ask me that, I'm going to say, oh, finally graduating college. Right. That's going to be my top, top. Yeah. Because it took me 10 fucking years. I, PhD not. Which, right? which, which kind of leads me into the next point. That I was a lot about. of people go to college for seven years. They're called doctors. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love you. So the sentence after the one I just talked about says, so the happiest times I've seen my wife besides with the kids is when she has achieved professionally. And then he goes on to say, I don't want her to look back and say, I could have done this with my degree. That's not your choice. You don't get to dictate <laughs> what she... You, it's shitty of you to push these things that... You, it's his insecurities. And this, this article, the, the entire thing that I'm reading in this article yes. is his insecurities and he's like... What's the word I'm looking for? He's like projecting them yes. onto his wife. I was even thinking the same thing. I think he fears... That something's going to happen to him. Now, in the beginning, it says he, he fears her resentment at some point in his life. I wonder life. why. Do well, you think that comes from maybe his parents? I don't maybe know. his mother? All I'm saying I is I feel that like I want to hear what Mrs. Sean Dunbar feels. His, or maybe his friends that have stay-at-home wives that are pushing him to do, like, to feel or do this or whatever. Yeah. And sees the way their marriages are going and see how, rot, like... Maybe he's maybe he's looking at their lives, and, and I'm not saying this is about stay-at-home moms. I'm saying no. If he's writing this article, maybe he's seeing some dynamic in his group of friends that he doesn't want, and is pushing so hard against that that mm-hmm. he goes, "The thing that I can do differently than them is have her go to work." Well, and it could be too. Could um, be. Maybe he comes from a divorced household. I'm maybe saying. he had right. a, maybe he had a mother that was just a stay-at-home mom, and that was her only self-defining. Or maybe he's like me, who never had a stay-at-home mom and thought, oh my God, why can't my mom come to the class events? Right. Why right. don't I have right. a stay-at-home mom? You don't understand these things no. when you're little, and but when you're older. You do. Yeah. Ellen, yeah. I think too, sometimes, like, I wonder, because he, he's a little bit older than her, obviously, because he spent a couple years in the Marines before going right. to college. So he could be a little bit older, and maybe that's five. it. Even if you give him five years, but maybe he sees himself as older. Maybe he has a health issue or health issues run in his family. Maybe he's afraid that he's going to well, die. Well, he, he, or... he says that he's – yeah. like, and then yeah. that's why I think this is a good point for me to count. Because like, the majority of my comments are in the last All six right. paragraphs. Excellent. Okay? So join so us So he up. goes, I worry if something were to happen to me, she'd have to start over at a much older age. I don't have a comment for this, but going on with what you're saying, I think he has a mortality issue. Yes. Which I could understand being in yes. the military and then being in the reserves. I get being it. Being a he, parent. He, well, but he also <laughs> yeah, said he true. joined the reserves for the benefits, not be for anything else. It's for the benefits. Which, come on, stand up. I mean, come on. You're coming out of four years in the Marine Corps, and that, sh- that shit's not easy. No. And then, oh, oops, 
we're oopsie, we're pregnant, right? Not planned. Right. Here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to join this, get the benefits. Right. Put my life in danger. Put you first. Right. That's stand up. So, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not criticizing. Him, That's but I'm like, his I, less I, I'm selfish saying, act. Saying, well, especially saying, too because he he, he has on. mortality issues. Yes. I understand what yes. that's come from. Yep. So then he goes on to say, and my comment comes after he goes. I'm scared my wife will feel inferior to me and resent me. And all I have to say to that is that's on you. That is. That is. Yep. That is a. Complete, that is a projection. That is of all of the comments in this entire article. My wife will. My wife will feel inferior to me, dude. That's on you. Yep. That's that you I agree completely with. Completely projecting that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think the only the trophy wife thing. I think that's the only thing that like really eeks me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's so wrong with sending your thing. girl to school? Get her educated. So then, what happens if she stays at home, and becomes a mom? Cool, no problem. They get divorced. He dies. She's got a fucking degree to right. fall back on. Right. Well, so I'm gonna interject with one small thing only with that. Okay. So. Samson. That's fine. <laughs> You're welcome. I love you, Steve. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> totally apparently our trade. Need a beer. So, I worked staffing before I went to work for the Jules Oscos. No. And when I worked staffing, I talked to a lot of women that had been stay-at-home parents that then had to start over at yes. nothing. Which and that can be. A freaking mountain to climb. It is a mountain to climb. So I, I, I like the comment that she has a degree to fall back on, but here's the problem that we have right now. She, if Okay, let's no say... Experience. No experience. I understand that. I understand that wholeheartedly. No experience. But at least she has something. Something. Something yeah. to go off of. Right. And, you know, like, she actually has a slight leg up over the... Um, over the depending on the thing, because, you know, there's nothing worse than going in with a resume at 35 with that of a high of a college graduate that is the hardest thing ever and i agree it because you get judged as a woman you get hardcore judged you do be, especially in the corporate or business think, world you get very much judged if you walk in after being home for 10 or 15 years because yeah, what do you no know work. you've been at home with you've barney been home playing, yeah watching barney what experience How do you have fucked up is my this next, yeah my next my next major issue yeah in this article in the last four <laughs> paragraphs because I have one thing in common with this guy, one single thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a dad too, of a daughter. True. Okay. And a son. But he's speaking of Mom's his daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah. I take major issue in the last four sentences. Okay. So. Which are what? <clears throat> not to rehash the story again. However. Okay. More so, I think about our daughter. I don't want her to see mommy at home, thinking she needs to do the same because that's what she grew up seeing. I lay in our daughter's bed at night, talking to her and listening to her dreams about going to Mars or being the first female president. We don't talk about her dreams of becoming a trophy wife or a stay-at-home mom. I do the same thing with my daughter. Who wants to be a princess right now? Okay. Solid choice. Solid choice. The only thing I have to say is that this man is a pig, if that's how he feels about it. Okay. And guess what? My daughter can be whatever the fuck she wants to be. It's true. When she grows up and she decides what she wants to be as an adult woman, she can be whatever she wants to be. And if that's a stay-at-home mom, I'm going to back her up. If that's a princess, I'll back her up and I'll drive her around <laughs> to Disney myself. It doesn't matter. He already is portraying what he feels on his wife and showing the same thing on his daughter. And I find that that can be a very, very, very bad situation that sets unreal expectations 
for his daughter. I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up on this a little bit on that one because they're obviously doing a good job so far. If what she wants, if she's dreaming big, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Like, that's wonderful. She's obviously dreaming big already. So I think he needs to chill the fuck out. But he's he's saying yeah. that he's saying that yeah, and not project but, but, so much. But what he's saying is that because his wife is working, she's dreaming this big. Oh, that if I she don't stay, think... no. That, okay. Yeah, that is yeah. sort of funny. Okay. So if, if his wife were to stay at home, she'd dream about being at a stand. That she's not dreaming about seeing that she won't. Day. That if she stays home, right. she'll stop dreaming about right. that. And I don't. And Guess I, what? Yeah. My sister was a. My mom was a stay-at-home mom when we were True. younger. My sister wants nothing to do with being a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Granted, okay. So, but that's just that's personal mm-hmm. thing. That's yeah. it's whatever. Right. All I'm saying is that. If she was a stay-at-home mom, it wouldn't hinder her from becoming the first female president. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to love my daughter if she's the first female president. I'm going to back her if she's the first female president. Or a freaking Disney princess or whatever the hell she wants to be. It's not on you as a dad to dictate what your daughter can or can't do or what's a valid or invalid position. See, this comes yes. off preachy to you, and I didn't read it as preachy. This, yeah. this I took, like I said... I was. I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I can I'm tell by your rolling. notes. <laughs> this, these last four paragraphs really They make okay. you so angry. By the way, our daughter wants to be a princess because she thinks they live forever. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it has nothing to. Well, I'm sure the royalty and the crowns and jewels okay. help, but like, solid choice, Mark. <laughs> right? Solid. Okay. And then he says, "I don't want to pay for our daughter's college tuition just to see her walk away and let a man take care of her. You just showed her." He should. How's that? How's that? Yeah. I don't want to pay for our daughter's college tuition just so your walk away and let a man take care of her. Right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He just showed her that a man should take care of her. How? By the fact that he said, I don't want to pay for my daughter's college tuition. No, but he's not. He's, he's talking about parents paying for a child, not that Which, male paying for a female. Uh, that is not the same thing. It's the same No, thing. it's not. Mom. See, I read that as, I'm not going to waste my money on a college degree for you to sit at home with your kids, but I think that's bullshit. You should waste your fucking money on the college degree because in the off chance something happens, they have that education. You can't take education away. Once you have it and all you need is a freaking ticket stamp that says, yep, I went to class, all she'll I'm have it. Is anyways. that if he is paying yeah. for his daughter's college tuition, they're like free and clear, boom, I'm paying. Yeah, yeah I'm, I got this. Baby, girl, you know what? I love you. I got this. <laughs> you go do you in college, but you here. make sure you get a job and don't be a housewife afterwards. Don't don't become a, a husband. Yeah, but you know what? Though, or, I, I think he just no. he and she just covered their daughter's college tuition. That's not a man taking care I of don't a wife. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that she's being taken <laughs> care of in her post high school graduate years yeah but a lot of people pay like i will i like we've talked they about paying do. for our kids tuition too that doesn't make us that's not us taking care Dude, of them I, that's helping them on with their life and he, they have a son too i kind of get did what you miss that now. part yeah but if he's trying to make a point about a daughter making their standing way standing here on her own two feet and aspiring to be like the next whatever and being something boom i'm gonna you know you need to be the next stand-up person you don't pay for that person's degree. You make them work for it. You make them work hard for it. They do something True. for it. I'm well, not saying I... you don't pay for it. I ain't saying that. Well, I, I get what you're saying. All you're showing is that, honey, go to college, do your thing, but make sure you get a degree. Okay, well, yeah, that's great, but 
But you're kind of like you're kind I'm of nitpicking there. Yeah, I'm I'm you're nitpicking. you're, you're you kind of bending it. I, yep. And like, because I totally, I think you're reading into that. Like, I've done some reading no, into stuff. That's, that's you, like hardcore reading into something. That I'm like, really? Right? No, I, right. I will agree. That's also my personal <laughs> bias on what I'm going to do with my kids. Ding. That's, move on to the next one. Okay. Next one is. Okay. <laughs> Moving this last podcast paragraph. along. Yep. A self-sufficient, independent professional also keeps a husband on his toes. I respect women who find being stay-at-home mother to be fulfilling and satisfying. Finally. I just have different expectations for my wife and our daughter. What more can I say? And I say, fuck you, not your choice, to him. True. Okay. God, I wish you, you could get her perspective on this because I, I think it would clarify it more. Can I offer you more. one tiny little counterpoint for that? Sure. Okay. Get on the boat with me. I'm coming. Okay. Get on the boat. Are you on the Phrasing. boat? Phrasing. Drink. Right. Right. Wrong show. Are you on the boat? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm, water. If your spouse... Hydrogen dioxide. If your spouse dioxide. was making a bad choice about something, sure. anything, a bad choice for them, I'm trying to think of an example, you know, like whether it was a career, like they're trying to decide between path A or path B, okay, mm-hmm. in their career. Career specifically. We're not talking stay-at-home mom. We're not talking about career. Path A, path B. Path A allows them to fulfill their dreams, whatever those dreams may be. Path B does not, but they're feeling pressure to be on path B. Would you let them choose path B and figure it out for themselves, or would you encourage them to choose path A? I think in a relationship, you're always going to encourage the path A because you want your person to be happy. Like if you're miserable down path B and you're so like clouded by everything that's going on, and as an outsider, because you're not living that life, you can see with perspective versus right. like when you're in it, you don't have perspective 90% of the time. Right. And you could even simplify it down to like they're trying to choose ice cream flavors, okay? And they <laughs> fucking love strawberry. It is their favorite ice cream, it's right? like you know me, Claire. I know. And then they've got Rocky Road over here, but they don't really like marshmallow, but they're thinking about getting Rocky Road. Like, wouldn't she, like, you know, like, are you going to let them have Rocky Road and, you know, bitch about the bitch about marshmallow, the, bitch about the marshmallow? or are you going to let them have the strawberry? It's kind of that same thing. Like, are you the person that's going to let them make the decision on their own or encourage them to do the right thing? I'm going to break the last paragraph apart in three sentences. Okay. But like, can you answer my question? I didn't catch what you were saying. Okay. If you have, I'm if your spouse has, is trying to decide between two things. Uh, are you going to let them? go down the hard path or are you going to encourage them are you going to allow if choice a is the is the choice that's the best for them but choice b they're getting pressured from outside sources to take step b would you let them take step b and figure it out for themselves or would you encourage them to take step a is it my spouse it's your yeah your significant other yeah Yeah. Yeah, your spouse (laughs) are you going to encourage them to take path a or are you going to let them fall okay tell me oh no tell me how i'm going to be no i'm asking you okay I'm, I'm just gonna... asking you to answer the question, not – go ahead. It's not that easy. It's not that simple of an answer. It's not. Okay. It's really not. Because I'm going to marry or be with a person that can make that decision for themselves. Not and necessarily. I'm gonna support them. You've never had a turmoil where you've had to make a hard decision one not way or that the I've other? Influenced. You've never given her any constructive criticism feedback? No. I I'm... have. Every day I tell her to quit work and she won't. <laughs> do you really? Yes. Yeah. I ask her to quit work she won't. So, yes, I do. But you know what? I don't pressure her into it. No, you're not pressuring. But what I what I have done is married somebody that is a strong enough person for the type of person that I am that can handle those decisions (laughs) that I trust to make those choices. Right. So if she wants strawberry or fucking Rocky Road, 
It's her own guy. Have at it. So, so the answer to, your, to, the, to my question is, it's really honestly, even though if I'm doing something, like, I'm going to work and you might not think it's the, my best choice, you, but you know it's my choice and you back me on that. Okay, so yeah, translate that decision then. Yeah, no, you're right. Is I see that, what you're okay. saying. Yeah. And that's, I'm very grateful for that because I'd probably stab you in the neck when you were sleeping if you were an asshole about other things. Right. So thank you for no. that. For me, this <laughs> works. For our relationship, this works. I think in this one, and this is an opinion, I think in his relationship, he sees his wife struggling and she's leaning towards something that he's, he's very afraid she's going to be extremely unhappy about. And I, I really think that's really oh, you where. Know it's, you try. I know, absolutely, and you know what? Sure. Maybe that's maybe that's their option. Maybe that's what they want of deciding. Well, she can't go back to work. She can't, but if she stays home too long, it can become difficult. And you did it for a year. I, I did it for a year, but people get sucked into How a cycle. How long did it take you to find a job, though? She got headhunted. I got headhunted on this one. Okay. Um, but that's not fair. I, I'm, <laughs> have you seen my job? Anyways, um, but they. You were in your last one. True. More vacation time and bonuses. No, I don't get more vacation time. I, get I love vacation. I get more sick time. So, <laughs> and anyways, so let's, get let's get back so, to the article. We so, digress as we hit the hour mark again. Right. I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm going to leave you at an hour regardless. So, <laughs> so I have three separate issues with these three last sentences. So right. I said, a self-sufficient, independent professional also keeps the husband on his toes, according to you. Like, that's my Right, opinion. okay. Yeah, so a self-sufficient, like, you may have a person that's a beast in the professional world that wants to come home. And mm-hmm. fucking chill. It wants to be the non-combative person at home. It's he's portraying that, that I fully, fully understand. He's, he's portraying a professional personality onto somebody at home. It's it's not a fair. It's not a fair. Be the decision maker at home, right? and then not so much at. So that's all I'm saying. It's like, work, it's like it's just or vice it's, versa. It's, it's just not. It doesn't translate. And then he says, and it's an opinion. I respect women who find being a stay-at-home mother to be fulfilling and satisfying. Great. So, hooray. You just tried to backpedal. He bailed. He tried to bail himself out of his entire op-ed he just wrote. Oh, I'm just kidding. What I'm just saying is, is that I respect you, but I don't agree with anything you do. Don't be mad at me. So, so (laughs) fuck you for being a pussy in your last paragraph. Because this would have been much more powerful and much more convicted. Without that in there. If he would have not put that sentence in. Absolutely. Last sentence. I just have different expectations for my wife and our daughter, which... In conjunction with that previous statement, says that he is—he just said, "Oh, what you want to do is fine, but it's still wrong." But I have my expectations, right? And now these my are what they are. Expectations, because I'm a guy, are more important than what my wife wants to do. Because what the title of this of article is: "Why I won't let my wife quit her job." Not why I don't want her to quit her job. Yes. Why I won't let her? You're a chauvinist pig. You're an asshole, and you don't speak for the rest of these men. And that's it. Fuck you. I'm out. Something gate. Episode 13 coming up. Nice, <laughs> nice plug. He's so angry. I didn't mean to ruffle feathers. <laughs> no, it's all good. And uh, we are getting close to the hour mark. I had so much content for you folks, but I know the timing gets, you know, time and constraint and people don't <laughs> like to listen for too long. I totally understand. So I think we're going to have to save for the next episode the dad bod and i finally finally have mama claire questions and i'm so excited to share them with everybody but i don't want to make you guys sit here and listen through a very long podcast oh no because this is a very that jared's jared's comedy from the background okay all right all right we get we'll do one i'm gonna do one one mama claire all right so i have a friend and luckily this friend excited has provided me unbeknownst 
three Mama Claire questions. And oh, so we're going to discuss one tiny aspect Pick of it. Pick a good one. I'm going to. I'm going to start. With, we'll start with the first one because I think it makes more sense. I have to scroll through a thousand text messages to get That's through That's cool. We can just I talk. Had, I had it pulled up, but you know, it's, Hi. it's all good. Hi. 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 How's it? How you doing? Can you give me your opinions on the dad bod? See, um, we were just talking about the dad bod and I, I, okay, so I'm kind of social media oh, I found spastic yes. and don't pay attention very much. So, um, so you had to tell me what dad bod was. I so did. I, 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 I don't know what opinion, like, sure. It's like what every human looks like, right? right. From what we surmise. So I don't. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't. Why is it a bad thing? Is it like girls are attracted to the dad bod? Yep. They're saying that girls are attracted to the dad bod um, partly because it makes them feel more secure in themselves is kind of the thing. The original oh, article. Back to um, insecure women. Right. They discussed media. it on um, that. Oh, uh, excuse me. They discussed it on. You're going to get a disease as okay. well. Nick and Luke. Thank you. I know who they are. I was going to say that. <laughs> Nick and Luke discussed it on uh, You're Going to Get a Disease. The original article is actually by a 19-year-old college student. Now, the dad by 19-year-old college student. Yep. She writes for the Odyssey. Because we know a lot at 19. Um, she actually, she was a joke amongst her friends. And last fall, she started writing for the Odyssey. And then she was trying to come Aww. up with an idea for an article. And her friends say, you should write one about the dad bod. Because apparently it's her thing. So, like, they go to the bar. <laughs> She's all like, hey. And she kind of goes, well, she she tends to go for, she likes the person that's not all chiseled and hard-bodied. Like because, a normal human. Like a normal human um, for a couple different reasons. Um, mostly because they're a little more laid back, a little more fun. They still like to work out and be semi-healthy, but at the same time, they're okay, like, being like, okay, let's I can watch Netflix that. for a yeah. little while. And also, too, because they're not so judgmental about themselves, then they're less judgmental about, about them. You. And they're not as self-centered. That as well see. as, and two, they also said too, um, they look really good standing next to him all the time. Hey, hey you know what? I she mean, makes the point the as horribly sexist as that point is. <laughs> she's kind of right. You know, she's 19. Yeah. She's 19. That's going to so happen. Okay. Yay. Dad bod. All right. Yay, let's dad. go. Mama Claire. Let's go. Mama Claire. Okay. So somebody needed a, a woman's point of view and I was that woman. So a friend of mine who's 30 ish met a girl ish. <laughs> Who, who was young, fresh out of college, living back home, oh dear. and fresh out of a long relationship with her high school sweetheart. Oh, dear. She's not boating well. Yes. She's not necessarily saying no to dinner or drinks, but she's, quote, being honest, unquote, that it might take a while for her to put herself back out there. So why are they even talking? Yeah. So his question <laughs> is, is that the perfect opportunity for him to say, let's be fuck buddies or is it better to say let's just hang out and enjoy a night out yeah the latter like if she's just out of a relationship if he okay is he trying to have a girlfriend yes okay so then if you go down that let's be fuck buddies path you kind of ruin it depending on the person (laughs) but more likely than not Mm -hmm. that's all she'll ever see him as and she's just out of college so what is she barely 21 22 probably 22 oh my gosh well, I I think he he wants a relationship, but every time he meets a pretty girl, and he if if she's not going to be long term relationship, he goes, well, I could at least bang her oh, until God. something better comes along. So he doesn't want to put the legwork in to see if an actual relationship would bloom, right? But I think too, he doesn't realize that this also closes him off to meeting other people if he's wasting time trying to bang other. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes, I think it's a complete waste of time. I mean, he could totally hang out with her and be friends, but he should be honest and be like, yeah, why does just- he need? to be friends with a 22 year old yeah he doesn't and the other one is and I this is my this statement age gap 10 years and this is 
And my, my no first question good. back to him was, have no. you had sex yet? No. <laughs> oh, my God. That was my first question. And? The answer was no. And I said, how many dates have you been on? And he said, zero. They Ooh. met at a bar. And I'm like, okay, so you've been texting, you met at a bar, and you didn't bang. She doesn't want to fuck you. No. Because uh, if she was, she's 22. Okay, if she's on the rebound, and you meet at a bar, and she's like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to feel. She's going to fuck you or not. And there's your answer. She didn't. So she's not going to. So she doesn't want to be fuck buddy option buddies. is not even It's not even on, on the, the table. table. <laughs> and she's she just graduated college and broke up with her high school sweetheart. Which means she's no. been in a relationship since high school. Which no. means she's maybe, maybe on a good day, she might have slept with three people. One before, one after, and the boyfriend. I don't understand, other than fucking, what you right. have in common with someone who's 10 years younger than you, freshly out of a relationship. Oh, maybe it would develop into something? No. Probably, no. Move on. Move like, on. It's not worth it your time. It was great to meet you. Maybe we made out at the bar. That was mm-hmm. fun. Move on. I think she probably just likes the attention. She's just not that into you. She she likes the attention of texting because she's continued to text, but they have not gone out again. And let me guess, they never talk on the phone. And they never talk on the phone. That's weird. See, I don't think that's weird at all. I've never talked on the phone to Jared ever. Um, In my current relationship, we don't really. We don't talk talk on on the phone. phone. It's more like, where are you? We were talking about (laughs) it actually this weekend with a group of friends. This weekend we were talking about it and like they were talking, you know, like, oh, you know, back in the day, like even one of my other friends was saying that, you know, they talked on the phone. I'm like, you guys started dating after Jared and I did and we never talk on the phone. So I don't know either. See, we I were... used to growing up all the time. With people I did with I friends dating. growing up, but Jared and I have never been phone talkers. We've always been instant message talkers and then text. So yeah. I, I, either we're way more millennial than we ever want to admit <laughs> or we were just ahead of our time. Can you edit that out, please? We're not we're not owning that statement. <laughs> no millennials oh. so no no so yeah he needs to like cut it off he needs to i'm totally in agreement on this one needs yeah. to cut it out nothing's gonna happen i'm sorry kiddo nope it's not and i think if she's continuing to talk to you it's because nothing else has come along she's a he's a good fallback yes if, if she gets real hard up he's old and i'm gonna Compared to her, there he is your mind at 22 and he's old, dude. Because I dated when I was 18. I dated someone that was 28. She's not interested, dude. Mm-mm. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. No. Especially, too, because she's still waiting. I think, too, she probably has. I'm once again projecting, but I'm assuming most likely she has unrealistic expectations of what a, of what a partner should be. Only be. because she's young. So she's probably has a much longer list. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I'm going to throw it now that I've bashed him here for a minute or two. No, no, no. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. He has a great job. Yeah. Amazing father. Has his stuff together for the most part. No, we're not bashing him. I'm bashing the situation. But like he's a good catch for someone. Yes, absolutely. And I think he he needs to realize that he doesn't need to dip down to 22-year-olds that like she wants she she still wants and has the potential to find someone that has never been married before that yes. is is on her same age level and if they had such a connection that this was going to work this wouldn't be a conversation no. this question uh-uh. wouldn't have been asked not at all and i know at 22 if i met a guy that had a kid and was divorced i'd be like no thanks if i didn't deal breaker it would have been over deal breaker deal breaker yeah because i don't know you want to experience it for the first time i'm not saying that it's not you know uncommon for people to marry or meet someone that has already been divorced or right. has kids but 
not everyone wants that. Right. My parents are 13 years apart. So like the age difference. Ooh. Yeah. My parents are 13. I know other people that my uncle is years apart and I have other yeah. friends that are my years apart. My uncle are 10 years spread. Right. And I know some people that have wonderful relationships with that. Now in all of those situations, not all of them, actually some of them were, one of them was married before, but for the most part, you know, it's not everyone that is. They're the exception, not the rule. Exactly, exactly. And that's a hard place to be. I think he, you know, that either hit it and quit it for that night. And if it didn't happen, it's not gonna. And like you said, back burner. I mean, like he's got a great personality. Mm-hmm. So I would totally talk to him too. Absolutely. Even if I wasn't like. Especially if you had nothing going on. Oh gosh, yes. And you missed the attention uh-huh. of a boyfriend. Absolutely. And yeah. what are, what are the potential, like how long have they ever been broken up? Are they maybe going to get back together? Like, right. These things are probably looming right. in her mind that he doesn't think about. Absolutely. And I know she doesn't have a job right now. And she's back home living with oh, mommy gosh, and daddy. bored. So she has nothing to do. Ugh. Nothing to do. So she's just texting everyone who will text her back throughout the day. Oh, I'm sure. Just trying to keep entertained because that's what 22-year-olds no, do. Yeah, he could do so much better. He's, he he's a great guy. He's just wasting his time. Yeah. Go find something else. If you're that hard up, once again, I think I've said this like four times in the past week, if you just want to get laid... Go to the bar and drink till she's pretty and then forget about it. <laughs> but, you, you know, you always have to, your catchphrase. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you do. So. You, have to, you have to follow the Mama Claire advice and always, always, always cover your Peter. It will be much neater. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to say thank you all for joining us this evening. Um, don't forget to send in your questions to askmamaclaire at gmail.com. Again, Claire is C-L-A-R-E. There is no I in Claire. <laughs> As our dear friends at Um That Just Happened um, have said previously, which is a pretty fun episode. Um, if you haven't listened to it yet, we did a combo episode with Um That Just Happened, Something Gate, Das Drunks, You're Gonna Get a Disease, made a little cameo in there. We got a whole group of us together to break down the Avengers Age of Ultron. If you haven't given it to listen, there's a lot of yelling. There's some punching. And some very, very opinionated people. It's a lot of fun. And don't forget to listen to just the regular episodes that we had out there for all of the great, great shows out there in the uh, Disease Network. One more thing before we go. My wonderful, wonderful dear friend Carly has a little side business and she is doing photography and they are wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. We, um, I, so I just recently started going to school for it and um, trying to hone in my talent and skills. And um, Miss Claire here was so generous and hosted my first boudoir party. It was way super fun. It was awesome. So if anyone's in the market for photography for any reasons, weddings, babies, boudoir, get some sexy pictures for your significant other, uh, you can check me out at carlysbellavita.com. It's K-A-R-L-Y-S, bellavita.com. Wonderful. And we will absolutely post it on our page so you all can uh, get a link to her Facebook page and to her website. Check out her stuff. It's really wonderful. She does a great job. Definitely makes people feel comfortable. We had a bunch of girls over, did hair and makeup, and they had a blast. So much good stuff. Absolutely. The pictures are amazing. Yes, and the pictures are amazing. My face right this second is on her... my profile picture for, uh, for her profile picture for it. So I'm very excited. I was like, that's me. And I Yay. look spectacular. Yes, you do. And you're getting a lot of likes of people that I think are strangers. So oh, good. That's even better. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, la la. Hooray. Yes. I'm the next uh, Tess Holiday. 
Is that her name? I don't know. Uh, womp womp. Yeah. Tess Holiday. Yeah. Fail. Yes. You should know better than to do a name reference. I me. should. <laughs> you know what was she in? That, that thing. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> and apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, it's very bad that I do things like hashtag fail. Just remember, you can't fuck personality. That's right. Unless it's her mouth. I am your host, Claire Sampson, for the evening, and I'd like to thank my guest, Carly Hantosh, for joining me. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good night, folks. Take care. Na, 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 na. I wanna start a fight. So, so, uh...